Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Good evening. I'm Dr. Gina, and this is Primetime. Thanks so much for joining us. You know, the big target right now for the mainstream media and the leftist Democrats is Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's even gotten the initials MTG. They want to destroy her, but what they're doing, like most times, is absolutely backfiring. The House voted to remove Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments. Eleven GOP congressmen joined with the Democrats yesterday in voting to boot her from her committees, but that move has given her this massive platform. Marjorie Taylor Greene is now on track to becoming one of the most popular elected Republicans in the country. She's become a household name. Yesterday, her speech on the House floor was broadcast around the world, and today she did a press conference where she got to use her platform to promote America First ideas. And she sounded a lot like President Trump. Watch this. I really love our country, I love our freedoms, and I sincerely want all of your children and my children and all of us to continue to have the opportunity to have the American dream. But our government is failing us. You see, we're approaching nearly $30 trillion in debt. As a successful business owner for over 20 years, if I ran my company the way this government runs and spends and wastes and puts us in debt with our own hard-earned tax dollars, I'd be out of business a long time ago and we'd be homeless on the streets. But it's much worse than that. For decades now, this government has sold out our American worker, sent our jobs overseas to foreign countries. We've opened our borders wide open to be flooded with illegals coming into our country. And Marjorie Taylor Greene got to use her new national platform given to her by the leftist media and the Democrats to promote pro-life issues. When's the last time you heard pro-life issues given a national platform? But watch this. Our country has made it legal and funded with our tax dollars over 62 million abortions, murdering God's creation in the womb. That is a sin, a disgusting evil, that is unfathomable, I can't even believe that it continues. But here's the thing, all of these women that have gone through that, it leaves a hole in their soul that never heals. And those women have been taught that this is the way that they should achieve. This is the way they can build a career. This is a way that they can solve the problem that they didn't want in the first place. That's a horrible lie. It's a terrible lie. As a mother and a woman who's had a successful career, I can tell you being a mom is the greatest gift of my life. I really hope that America can end the evil of abortion. And all those CNN reporters had to sit there and listen through that, just like they had to sit and listen through four years of Trump, and they thought that was over. But then she got to remind all those leftist media reporters that AOC is a liar. Watch this. 
I was in the chamber, unlike AOC, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, that faked her outrage with another hoax, just another hoax that gets shared everywhere. You see, those kind of fake lies, like AOC, Representative Cori Bush telling people that I attacked her when in fact it was on video that she attacked me. This is the kind of fake outrage that is dividing our Congress along with the fake outrage on the news every single day that's dividing our people. The Congresswoman took questions from the press and it got really heated. And we'll bring you that coming up a little later on in the show. But first, I want to head out around America to our hosts and correspondents who are working hard on the ground to keep their eye on what is happening to keep you informed in ways that no other outlets are going to let you know. I want to go first to Nick Vallisi in Washington, D.C. Nick, go ahead. Hey, thanks for having me in. So I've interviewed an expert on federal budgetary issues saying that the American public can expect to see deficits forever because Congress won't be able to balance the budget. Mark Goldwine, who's the senior vice president and senior policy director at the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, says the U.S. can handle small deficits, but they cannot handle large deficits because they will ultimately overtake us. Goldwine warns that if the debt keeps growing faster than the economy, the nation will be in big trouble over the long run. Goldwine says massive debt over time chips away at individual incomes little by little. He also says President Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus plan is much larger than the country's needs during the pandemic, estimating that a $750 billion package would be sufficient at this time. You can catch the full interview at justthenews.com. Back to you in the studio. Thank you so much, Nick. And I want to head out now to Los Angeles to our West Coast correspondent, Amanda Head. Amanda, I hear that we can get paid to come visit California. What's this story? Oh, yes, the things that we have to resort to here in California just to get people to come. Look, even before the pandemic, California tourism in places like Hollywood was suffering big time because the unfortunate reality is that Hollywood, you know, a lot of people have this perception that it's glittery streets and beautiful palm trees and beautiful buildings and beautiful people. And then they come to Los Angeles and they visit Hollywood and the reality is very, very different from what their perception was. So California tourism has been suffering for a while, but in the Santa Maria Valley, it's about an hour north of Santa Barbara, you can get a $100 voucher if you come to their town. You have to stay for a minimum of two nights in one of their hotels. But this voucher can be used at any of the wineries, the restaurants. They've got beautiful beaches there. A lot of the things that a lot of resort towns in California offer, but it's a little bit cheaper. But here's the thing. We've still got this 120-mile radius recommended to Californians that you not travel outside that radius. Now, Santa Maria Valley is about equidistance between San Francisco and San Diego, but it's too far to travel there. It's beyond 120 miles from each of those cities and from Los Angeles. So no one from a major city technically should even be traveling there, but it's pathetic and it's another symptom of these ridiculous lockdowns here in California that you have beautiful little charming towns in California who have to pay people to come to them because they are suffering so much from Gavin Newsom's mandates. 
I mean, it really is sad. It really is pathetic, Amanda. But I have a feeling we're going to see more of this. And and the thing is that you, a lot of people like me, for example, I love to go to California. I have old friends there. I used to love to go, you know, do fun stuff all around California, see some of the little western towns. I liked to go across the border, things like that. I just won't I won't deal with the mask situation, which is a situation in California that I don't think is going to end anytime soon. So, I think a lot of people probably won't go just based on those kinds of, you know, the mandates, the social distancing, the it gets really cold in some places in California at night. Um, you have to eat outside. I know that. Uh, those kinds of things are going to be still cramping a lot of businesses. Yeah. You know, people being able to come there and enjoy themselves, correct? Yeah, and the only beneficial byproduct of wearing a mask everywhere that, like you said, is required is that when you're walking around places like L.A., uh, you don't have to smell the homelessness. So that's a good thing, I suppose. <laughs> There is that. There is that. And for those who don't understand why we would even say anything about that, they should watch our doctor's orders from last night where we demonstrated that the mask mandates, in, in fact, it have been proven to increase COVID rates over and over again. It's a just the news story. You can look it up there. You can watch our doctor's orders from last night. It's posted on Instagram, posted on my Instagram and Twitter at Real Dr. Gina, and also on our Real America's Voice Instagram and Twitter as well. Amanda, thank you so much for being with us and updating us. Uh, you just your heart goes out to these businesses, and we really appreciate you keeping us apprised of it because they are in our hearts, and we'll hope that the recall can happen uh, so that things can be cleaned up for businesses in California. <laughs> Me too, Dr. Gina. Thank you. Thank you. Coming up, Dr. Ben Carson on a mission to save America. And he's with us next to tell us his plan. You will not want to miss this. It's exciting. It's encouraging. And we need a little more of that these days. So stay right where you are. More Dr. Gina Primetime with Dr. Ben Carson coming at you right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And welcome back to Dr. Gina Prime Time. By the way, we're so glad you are with us tonight. Thank you. We know there are a lot of places you could be, and we appreciate you being right here at RAV TV. Now, after watching the left take power in Washington, D.C., many of us are looking for, you know, what can we do to steer the country back on track, back in the right direction? And that's exactly what my next guest is doing. Dr. Ben Carson is with us now. Dr. Carson, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Dr. Carson, you have just announced the formation of your new think tank. It's called the American Cornerstone Institute, and we just want to give you an opportunity to tell us about your goals with your new project. Well, you know, my tendency was after uh, leaving HUD maybe to uh, retire and play golf and enjoy life. But uh, looking at the direction of the country, that's not really possible. I have children, I have grandchildren, and there are all those Americans out there who want to achieve the American dream. 
America has a rich history, and we have certain cornerstone foundational values that allowed us to ascend from a group of ragtag militiamen to the most powerful empire in the world. Those are being pushed aside now. We want to bring them back, those cornerstone issues. Interestingly enough, my wife was looking through some pictures and she saw a picture of the laying of the cornerstone for the foundation of our nation's capital. And it was on September the 18th. 1793. Well, my birthday happens to be on September the 18th, too. That was just a coincidence. But those foundational issues, faith and community and liberty and life, those are the things that our country was built on. And we want to bring them back. We want to bring common sense back. Common sense seems to no longer be common in our country. Uh, give you for an example. You know, last week an executive order was uh, put forth to cancel the Keystone Pipeline. Well, right. this is at a time when America has achieved energy independence, when the environment is cleaner than it has ever been, when we are put in a position of strength vis-a-vis -vis China and Iran. And now to throw all of that away and say, we need to move toward green energy. I don't have any problem with green energy. But common sense would say you don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, you can do two things at one time. You can continue to utilize what we have until we get what we want without putting us in a weakened position around the world. You know, the, there, that's just one example of the multitudinous things that are going on where we're knee-jerk political reaction as opposed to common sense. This has nothing to do with Democrats and Republicans has to do with common sense of the American people. And, you know, healing our nation and restoring our country according to our founding principles is a pretty big goal. So uh, what are the steps? And, and I guess the question I always like to ask is what can our viewers do to help you with this? Well, thank you for asking that question. First of all, get involved. Go to AmericanCornerstone.org. Read it look at the videos, uh, and begin to understand that each one of us has a sphere of influence uh, where we can actually begin to change things, fully recognizing that the American people themselves are a reservoir of common sense and decency. You know, we tend to treat each other decently. Uh, we will help a stranger. We don't ask you if you're a Republican or a Democrat. But along comes the media and along comes the politicians to always stir things up. You know, they're like the third grade playground where everybody's playing peacefully. And then the troublemaker comes and says, did you hear what he said about your mama? You know, that's, that's the situation that we're in now. It's the American people that this country is about. It's, isn't it? of, by, and for the people. It's not of, for, and by the government. It's not of, for, and by the media. It's about the people, but the people are going to have to become brave. And that's one of the things that we're emphasizing with this institute, uh, that you cannot be the land of the free if you're not the home of the brave. And if you cower in the corner and hope that nobody sees you or takes notice of you uh, because of what you believe, then you're capitulating and you're giving away the future of our country for our children and for our grandchildren. 
And I'm not talking about, you know, a revolution with rifles and, 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 and storming the Capitol or any silly thing like that. I'm talking about learning to stand up for what you believe in and not just leaving it to those with the loudest voices. And, and that's, what the, that's what we're going to be emphasizing. We're going to try to get together people in the faith community. One of the things I learned at HUD that was very useful are the roundtables. We would have roundtable discussions in various cities around the country, bringing in people from all sides to actually determine what the biggest problems are and to discuss the solutions. That's the important word, discuss, because when you have a diverse community and they have to live in the same space, they really have to be able to talk to each other rather than getting their respective corners and throwing hand grenades at each other. It's just like a marriage. You know, in the beginning, they can't keep their hands off of each other. They love to be around each other. They talk all the time. Before the divorce, nobody's talking to each other. And the next thing you know, their spouse is the devil incarnate. Well, that's, that's what we've gotten to as a society now. And we're not each other's enemies, and we have to understand that. We are going to be emphasizing that in multiple ways. And I love the idea, and discussion sounds amazing, but it's hard to have a conversation with people who hate you and people who call you a racist and people who call you a sexist and people who have really dehumanized you to such a degree that you feel in some ways, and I'm speaking for our audience here, I think, um, you know, unworthy of have, having a conversation. They're being deplatformed, they're being canceled, they're being arrested for having a view. Uh, their, their videos are taken off of YouTube, their Twitter accounts are taken down. Uh, how do you have that conversation? What are your specific plans, Dr. Carson, um, to, to, to engage people who have, their voices have been essentially erased and they've been dehumanized to such a degree that they in some ways don't feel like they exist any longer. Well, remember, those are mostly the politicians and the media. Those are not the people at large. Those are the ones that we have to get to. Those are the ones we have to reach and help them to realize that you're not a minority if you love your fellow man and if you treat people in a decent way. That is actually who we are as a people. And we have to encourage, I've already been in conversations with some, some new platforms like FreeSpace uh, that are going to make it possible for divergent opinions to be uh, in the marketplace and not be subject to the kinds of cancellations that we've seen before. Necessity is the mother of invention. And we work with those people to try to increase the ability of everybody to be able to speak freely. After all, it is our First Amendment right, but it is also a God-given right, the ability to, to be who you are, to think the way you think, and to express yourself. And uh, if, if we idly sit by and let that pass by, we've done ourselves a major disservice. We have a newsletter which will be coming out every week. Uh, people can go to uh, AmericanCornerstone.org. You can sign up for the newsletter. Uh, you can donate. You can become involved in various uh, ways. We've already had just an unbelievable response. Uh, and uh, we're going to work together. We the people, not we the government, 
not we the media, not we big tech, but we the people are much more powerful than all those other entities. Last question, Dr. Carson. You spent some time in the Trump administration as Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, and I'd like you to take a moment and uh, go over some of your great accomplishments there, because you really did a lot for the people there, and I think that uh, I want our audience to, to, to know about and celebrate those accomplishments. Well, well, well thank you for asking that question. Uh, we had a fabulous team of individuals, both politicals and uh, you know, careers working together to do amazing things. One of the things I'm most proud of is the fact that we were able to reorganize the agency and make it fiscally responsible. Uh, this past year was the first year in many, many years that HUD has had a clean audit report. They couldn't even audit it before because it was so jumbled. And uh, bringing financial clarity to what was going on uh, made a big difference in the programs that we could administer. And we could do them quickly. For instance, a group of young people came to us and told us what horrible things were happening to foster youth when they aged out. And then all of a sudden they're 18 years old, they're out there with no support and nobody to help take care of them. It was horrible. So we created the Foster Youth to Independence Program, not only providing them with a place to live, but with the wraparound services and the kinds of things that a family would give them so that we could put them on a trajectory of success. Uh, when you look at uh, some of our self-sufficiency programs, which expanded enormously, as did our lead prevention and healthy homes uh, programs, tremendous expansion, uh, things like uh, the Envision Centers, which took the multiple uh, federal, state, and local programs that are going on, along with things uh, produced by the community, put them under the same roof so that people could actually take advantage of them. And uh, they could refer amongst themselves so that we could get people again on the trajectory of self-sufficiency. So many of our programs are designed to keep people dependent. For instance, uh, you're getting housing subsidies and you make more money, you have to report that so that your rent can go up there. That's not a big incentive. Uh, or if another uh, money-earning person comes into your environment, you have to report that so your rent can go up. That's not very good for building families. And uh, we have all of these destructive policies that we've been working on. I hope the next administration recognizes it because I talked to many people across the aisle about how those programs are impeding success in our society. And, and we have to stop pointing fingers at each other and just blaming other people. You'll notice that I never talk about people on either side of the aisle in a negative way because I don't see any way that that is a positive influence or does anything to improve the situation. Hmm. Maybe more of us should take a page out of the Dr. Ben Carson book of politics. Thank you so much. I have to tell you one more time, my son is your biggest fan, and I know I'm going to get lots of mom accolades just for having <laughs> you on the show today. And so thank you so much for being here. Healing hands indeed still, even our, in our political system today. Thank you, Dr. Carson. Thank you. Thank you so much. AmericanCornerstone.org is the website, and you'll want to make sure and go there. And stay with us because Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is making more big money deals, but this time it's actually not with the foreign government. We're going to tell you about it up next. More Dr. Gina Primetime.
coming around, so stay right where you are. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And welcome back to Dr. Tina Primetime. Now, as we reported earlier, 11 Republicans joined with Democrats to remove Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene from her committee assignments. And that was all done because of controversial so social media posts that the Congresswoman made long before she was elected. And last night after the show, I watched Damon Roberts open up his show, which is live from Studio 6B that airs each night right after this show. And he was as passionate as I have ever seen him about the despicable way that Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has been treated by the press and by fellow Republicans. And I loved what he had to say. I thought it was spot on. It was treated with a wisdom that I have not seen any place else in media. And I want to play it for you. Watch. I mean, Washington as a whole, um, they want her out. The media, they want her out. The Democrats, they want her out. Pelosi, Schumer, all of them, they want her out. And establishment Republicans want her out, including the 11 who voted today with the Democrats mm -hmm. to strip her of her committee assignments. Um, the people voted for her, put her in office, and they're focused on. And I believe, Rick, you probably know more about this than I do, so you can correct me. Most of what they're focused on are things that she either said or, or uh, was involved, not involved, but like I guess tweeted about yeah. or was, was public about before she got elected. Right. None of this is since she took office. Yes. Okay. So just starting there and thinking about the Democratic Party, and, and we've you really have to kind of, again, I say this every night in the show, you have to kind of check your, check your brain cells at the door because here <laughs> you have this concentrated effort. Like really, I've, it's hard to remember a time when you've seen a, such a concentrated effort to get one uh, congresswoman here elected by the people, stripped of her committee, um, you know, stripped of her committee uh, doings. And she was today. So I got to thinking about the Democratic Party, and you would think that, um, you know, killing somebody would probably be something that would get you... Um, well, that's bad, right? As a, as a congressman, killing someone, okay. you know, wouldn't get you voted for president, but the Democratic Party and Ted Kennedy, they got, a, they got past that. So that's the first thing I was thinking of. All right. Um, I think Ted Kennedy was a pretty... He was a pretty big Democrat, right? I've heard yeah. of him. Yeah. Had some issues. A little bit. In the car, a bridge, some things. You know, things happened. Maybe he was texting at the time. I right. Don't know. So you Wasn't have there. him. Um, and then I, this was brought to my attention today. I was reading a, a story about Alcee Hastings, representative from Florida. Um, he, at one point, was a federal judge. And I'm reminded by his story as I went back on NPR. And um, Representative Alcee Hastings, Democrat of Florida, is among 19 federal officials in American history 
who have been impeached by the House of Representatives. Well, why was he impeached? Well, he used to be a federal judge sitting on the federal branch, uh, U.S. District Judge of Miami, and um, he was bribed and then further impeached. So you would think being a bribed, (laughs) impeached federal judge would be something that you probably, you might want to look at. Well, no, the Democrats, he sits now currently on the House Select permanent committee on intelligence so he's he's actually been rewarded for Uh, for his misdeeds you could um you could say that all right so he sits on the house select committee for uh, a permanent committee on intelligence he's a a formal was bribed impeached ted kennedy killed someone i don't remember (laughs) any ever any of these kind of committee uh meetings hovering around where Democratic leadership and uh, had any of these kind of Marjorie Taylor Greenish um, get-togethers where they thought, oh, we got to get rid of I mean, we can't do, can't have that, yeah, killing someone or bribing, being bribed as a federal judge. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. They didn't lose it. They didn't lose their committee appointments. None of them did. And Damon said it as well as I've ever heard it said. Here with me now to discuss the author of Why I Couldn't Stay Silent, David Harris Jr. David, I've always said that Democrats circle their wagons and Republicans circle fire on one another. Establishment GOP, establishment Dems, and the establishment media, they've chosen their target. And this time it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. But it looks like she's going to survive this. And not only that, she's managed to build this incredible platform uh, talking on national television about America first, about pro-life, things we haven't heard about since there was a President Trump doing this on a daily basis. Um, Did this backfire on them? Well, I think it did. And and again, so thank you so much, Dr. Gina, for having me. I love your show. I'm so thankful you're putting out the truth. We need more of that uh, in our society today. What we're seeing take place with Marjorie Greene, Congresswoman Marjorie Greene, it's absolutely just disgusting, but it just reminds us all, it should remind us of how deep the swamp is, that there is a collective agenda in Washington uh, among these politicians that actually, I believe, do not actually care about the values of America, about what makes our country the greatest country to ever exist uh, in the history of the world. Marjorie Greene is standing up for these things uh, and just to to take tweets that she's made uh, in her past and then throw that in her face and try to take her out, that's the cancel culture that we are living in. It's a modern day lynching. And I don't say that lightly. Obviously, the black community in this country has gone through, you know, went through a horrific history of, of that. And a lot of white individuals were lynched as well. I always like to point that out. There was a lot of individuals that were standing up for the civil rights of black Americans and they got lynched as well. Well, we cannot forget that it was the Democrats that were that comprised the KKK. It was the Democrats that pushed for Jim Crow laws. It was the Democrats that pushed to silence anybody that stood in their way of their agenda. And that is the exact same thing that's happened today. It's the Democrat agenda that the mainstream media, the bulk of it, is standing up for and pushing uh, that they're wanting, they want to lynch. They'll digitally lynch and then even congressionally, if they can get it through the House, get it through uh, for, for any uh, senator or congressman or woman that has been supporting what our, pre- our past president, he's still my president in my book, Donald J. Trump, what he stood for, putting America first, they want to completely erase them off the planet. They want to uh, take everything that they can from them. Uh, I, and I think that uh, you know what the gentleman was sharing is is accurate. They 
they'd like to take them out, out, period. But the best way that they can do that is to try to silence them and remove them from everything that's taking place. So it's uh, absolutely disgusting what's taking place. The 11 uh, Republicans that's, that uh, voted in favor with these Democrats for that is absolutely just should be a wake up call to every conservative to absolutely how much uh, an overhaul is needed in the Republican Party. Hmm. Well, she also got into it with reporters and she handled them pretty well. Let's watch and get your reaction. You know, this reminds me of when you guys would ask President Trump, President Trump, do you denounce white supremacy? And he would say, I denounce it. And then you would ask him again and he would have to say, I denounce it. I mentioned, I have said it, you know, here's, here's the thing. When you want to keep telling the same story over and over, but you don't want to tell the truth, that's your problem. And that's how we end press conferences. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's a pistol. And I think she had a chance to really prove that to the American people in ways that she would never have gotten to probably show off her stuff had they not really handed her this platform. But what's amazing to me, David, you mentioned modern day lynching. Those are your words. Uh, folks like me are not allowed to say things like that, as you know. Um, but you know, there's no mention ever of the very close relationship between Joe Biden and Robert Byrd, who was once upon a time, mm. I believe the head of the KKK. There's no mention of the kind things that he had to say about Robert Byrd pretty recently uh, at his funeral. Uh, there's no mention of the cushy relationship for years and, frankly, the very anti-equality stance that Joe Biden took for years and years and years, and yet they want to take this woman down and have a chilling effect on anyone who wants to throw their hat in the ring as a Republican or as a conservative who has ever posted anything on social media that they can possibly twist, construe, or, you know, have you ever liked a comment that might have some way been related to someone who might have said something about Q, for example, and they will string you up with that comment. And, and everybody knows this. So they will, the, the goal, I believe, is to have a chilling effect on people having the courage to run for office and they want to use her as example A of that when they don't want to ever look back at what their own president, Joe Biden, did with the face of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, the we're, we're living literally right now, it seems like to me, in a Cold War, uh, there's massive psyops that are taking place. When you've got the majority of the mainstream media outlets that are siding with these, many of them very corrupt in my book, uh, politicians, and again, most of them on the Democrat side, although we're also, we're also seeing uh, the, the ugly rising heads of those in the Republican side as well, that make up the swamp that President Trump talked about. When you're seeing this collective effort from the mainstream media, from social media, Mike Lindell launched his two-hour documentary where he's spent over $3 million since November 3rd to try to do the investigative work that the mainstream media didn't want to do, that uh, a lot of the politicians said, oh, it's just not there. Mainstream media said it's not there. They want to brush it underneath the rug. Uh, his video has already been taken down off of YouTube. Uh, it's on Vimeo and it's still on his website. But she was asking questions and, and her tweets were just simply in my book, asking questions about things that are sensitive to the American people. Because when you think about 9-11, nobody wants to think about 9-11 being an inside job. We don't want to think that our government or somebody in our government was complicit in that. 
yet there's still questions that surround all of it. She was just asking questions. Uh, I've asked some of the same questions. Why was the what, what should have been a crime scene, why was it everything swept up and taken away in semi-trucks without, without actually being investigated? A crime scene is normally investigated, it's roped off, it's taped off. Those are questions that I think are valid. And yet so many Americans, I think, are sensitive to, to what that is. And the mainstream media will jump on any opportunity to immediately label somebody as some crazy conspiracy theorist uh, that, that wears a tinfoil hat. Well, let me ask you something. Are there conspiracies? What is a conspiracy? Is people conspiring to do something behind other people's back? Are we, are we all too naive to think that there are not politicians and people that in power that crave power and crave hunger for greed and, and more power that, it w that would conspire to do things, even on a massive scale, behind people's backs? Uh, we, I don't think we're na that naive. We shouldn't be that na naive. I think all of us should ask questions. Now, obviously, I know some of the Q stuff went all completely off the rail, but I think some of it was just asking questions. Uh, I think we all should be in a place right now. Well, there was where a conspiracy. There was a conspiracy, David. The Russia collusion story was a conspiracy. Yes. I mean, we've seen this, yes. so, so no one can deny that these things happen. Unfortunately, yeah. David, we're out of time, but we love having you. Thank you so much for taking Thank up part you. of your Friday and coming on this show. Thank you also for your courage Always, out there uh, in social Thank media. You. All right. Coming up, Daryl Scott, the host of SmackDown with Daryl Scott. He's up next, and he has some words for AOC and Hunter Biden. Don't miss it. We're Dr. Gina Primetime. Coming at you. Stay right where you are. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. We're going to start off this segment, this Freedom Friday, with a fake news alert. AOC at it again. She is being called out for lying again about being in the Capitol during the Capitol breach and social media users are calling her out on it. So AOC sent out an email to her email list telling her supporters to flag any and all social media posts that criticize her as threatening or uh, harassing. So if you get criticized on social media, now all you have to do is get your followers to flag the posts as inappropriate. And then the leftist social media censors will take them all down for you. What a lovely trick she has going on there. Here with me now to discuss the host of Smackdown with Daryl Scott, seen every Saturday night, 7 p.m., right here on Real America's Voice, R-A-V-T-V, Daryl Scott. It is so glad, I am so glad, rather, to have you in the house and to celebrate freedom with you this Friday. Um, speaking of the anti-freedom communist advocates, what do you think of AOC and her lies, Pastor Scott? Well, I think, first of all, AOC can dish it out, but she can't take it. She's one of so those true. social media, um, in, well, if lack of a better word, influencers that has no problem voicing her opinion about any and everything. You know, she accused Ted Cruz of sending a marauding bad band of insurrectionists, a marauding mob of insurrectionists to assassinate her. <laughs> and turned out she was lying 
through her teeth. And, you know, the, her whole Instagram report was so drama. She was overacting on it in the first place. And, you know, like, and they were like, where is she? Where is she? Oh, stop now. And, and, and the whole thing turned out to be a farce. And she's been exposed, and now she doesn't like being exposed. Once again, she can dish it out, but she can't take it. So she tries to retaliate through social media, but it's not going anywhere. It was two hashtags. One was Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett, and the other was AOC Lie. And I, I posted AOC Lie, and she never almost died. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That's good. I love when you come up with those little rhymes out there in your uh, Twitter. But, uh, but you know, Daryl, you know, here's the thing. They love to call basically all conservatives and anyone who ever supported Trump insurrectionists, which is a straight-up lie, a straight-up lie, proven uh, by our own investigators at Just the News that this was planned weeks in advance. The president had nothing to do with this. Um, and an insurrectionist, by definition, in my layman's terms here, is somebody who tries to incite a revolution, somebody who's trying to shut down, uh, using technology to shut down actual communication and our First Amendment rights and trying to shut down our Second Amendment rights and trying to incite discord among Americans using weapons, basically, of uh, shutting down communication, you know, sh shutting down what is civil discourse that has always been what is the heart of keeping America alive. Isn't that a form of insurrection? Well, absolutely. They're endeavoring to suppress opinions or even suppress truth that is contrary to their truth. We know full well that it was not simply a band of Trump supporters that left uh, the Stop the Steal speech and went straight to the Capitol and decided to insurrect, for lack of a better term. We see that this thing was planned well in advance. There were other forces, other agents, other activists there that had nefarious intent and sought to shift the blame over to conservatives. They know this. You know, I was talking to someone earlier today, in fact, that told me that they were tired of a certain person and their conspiracy theories. I said, was well, it anything like the conspiracy theories of 2016, 17, 18, when you guys said Russian collusion and we cost the American public hundreds of millions of dollars to investigate something that never happened. So, you know, it, it, the Democrats are the biggest hypocrites in this great country of America. And they like AOC. They love to dish it out, but they don't like to take it. No, there were no insurrectionists. If that's the case, the summer of 2020 would have been termed the summer of insurrection because I saw insurrection exactly. all over this country. And some of it is still <laughs> going on now in certain states. All right. Well, we appreciate you coming on our show and joining me here. And I want to make sure everybody catches your show Tomorrow night, SmackDown with Daryl Scott. Saturday, 7 p.m. Do not miss it. It is a blast. And thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. God now, bless you. Absolutely. God bless you, too. Now it is time for Doctor's Orders. Now, right now, I know many of you are still feeling down about the 2020 election, and you feel discouraged about the balance of power in Washington but let's look back for just a moment to the last time Democrats took power in Washington, D.C. Back in 2008, Barack Obama 
won the White House, and he had huge majorities in the House and Senate. The Democrats held 60 seats in the Senate. And in the House, Democrats had a whopping 78-seat majority over Republicans. The Democrats dominated more than just Washington. On the state level, 29 states had Democrat governors compared to the Republicans' 21 governorships. And Democrats dominated state legislatures, too. But something happened during the Obama years. Americans realized they'd been sold a bill of goods that they did not sign up for. And Democrats started losing seats, but not just in Congress and the Senate on the local level too. So Obama ended up presiding over a time when Democrats lost a thousand seats. Contemplate that for a moment. All the way from the local level up to the House and Senate in Washington, D.C., the Democrats' share of seats in the United States fell from 60, clear down to 48. Democrats lost 62 House seats. They lost 12 governorships and a whopping, ready? 958 seats in state legislatures. That's right, by the end of Obama's eight years, Republicans flipped 13 of the 50 state governorships and ended up with 34 GOP-controlled governorships, thanks to Obama. I remember that hashtag trending, thanks Obama. And then there's a term in state politics called trifecta. And this is where one party holds the governor's seat and also a majority in the House Senate in a state. And by the end of the Obama years, Republicans held a trifecta in 26 states, while Democrats only held a total of power in five coastal states. Now, this is a conservative country, and thanks to Obama, we remembered our conservative roots again. And that's why I used to say, thanks Obama. But Obama's greatest accomplishment, his greatest accomplishment of all, he told us a million times what it was. Donald Trump himself told us it was giving us Donald Trump. So now you're asking, what does this mean for us right now in our current state of socialist politics? Well, here we are again. In Biden's first two weeks, he's reminding voters why they rejected Obama and took a thousand seats away from Democrats during the Obama administration. This country is becoming more conservative. The MAGA movement is huge. Looking at the local level, Donald Trump won 2,588 counties versus 551 counties won by Joe Biden. And voters are even more ready than they were in 2008 to reject the agenda of the Biden administration. And one huge advantage for conservatives is Biden has all the socialism of Obama and none of the charisma. So... If you are one of the tens of millions still upset about the 2020 election and you wish that someone had done something about election fraud, and yes, there was election fraud, well, that someone who can do something in the next election is you. Election fraud can only be exposed and stopped on the local level, and you can help by winning local elections. So if you've ever considered running for office, your time is right now. Start on the local level. There are a lot of school boards out there that are really messing things up. And if you're willing to stand up to the leftist school board members and their allies in the teachers union, you could win. You wouldn't believe the amount of influence you can have as a member also of a city council, a county board, or even as a state representative or state senator. Another MAGA wave, it's 
coming, my friends. And the seats that were once out of reach for a right-leaning candidate are absolutely ripe for the plucking, as my grandma used to say, thanks to the radical moves by Joe Biden and the Democrats in Congress. So if you've ever thought about it or dreamed about it, this is your moment. You can run for office in the next election. Biden and his socialist policies are setting the table for a huge conservative win in future elections. And I hope to see you on the ballot. And that's my doctor's orders for tonight. And in future's doctor's orders, I plan to lay out what it takes to run for office and whether you would make a good candidate or not. So you're going to want to keep coming back for that in our future shows. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, and thank you to everyone here at your new home for Real News, RAV-TV, Real America's Voice, live from Studio 6B, up next with Damon and his awesome crew. Don't forget, hug your children, love your God, you go boldly now, and live the truth. Happy Freedom Friday, everybody. Good night.